Welcome to the Inspired by Adventure podcast, bringing you the adventure across the airwaves. Here's your host, Cole Watkins. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Inspired by Adventure podcast. My name is Cole Watkins, and I'm your host. Today, we have a Egyptologist and tour guide living in Luxor, Mr. Emil Gahali. How are you doing today? I'm fine. I'm you. I'm doing good. I appreciate you being on with us today. It's it's 8.30 a.m. over here in Augusta, Georgia, and 3.30 uh, p.m. over there yeah, Luxor. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you for hosting me, first of all, on your beautiful uh, inspired adventure. Yeah. Uh, and joined your uh, audience, too. Yeah. yeah, we're really excited to have you on and hear a little bit about what all you do and... Um, we, we do know that you do a little bit of work with the aggressive river cruises uh, and as a, uh, as a freelance guide, uh, it takes people around and you're very well um, respected in that, that, uh, that, that field. So uh, let's just go ahead and get your story and learn about a little bit about you. And um, we'll run this call for maybe about 30 minutes. And uh, yeah, so tell, tell us a little bit about you, Emil. Sure. Yeah. First of all, my name's Emil Imgali. Uh, I am from Egypt. Egypt, we call here, here at Mr. Here, yeah, Mr. M I S R. And uh, uh, all my family are from Egypt too. We are pure Egyptians. I, I, I am a, a tour leader and an Egyptologist. Uh, I work for about 15, 16 years. I worked a lot with aggressor uh, guests. Actually, I was born and raised in Luxor, in Upper Egypt, the most historical city. And I was fortunate to be born there and raised to be near to the sites. Yeah. So I learned a lot and I was so excited to work as a guide. As for my education, when I was a little kid, I joined the, the, the governmental school, right, nearby the house. And I, I did very well at the school, actually. I, I was a good student. Yeah, I learned a lot. And when I joined the high school, I got the best marks. So I joined the university. I joined back faculty of languages. And uh, I got BA in English language. Uh, when I finished my university, I started working as a receptionist actually on board of a cruise ships hmm. for long cruises from Aswan to Cairo for 14 days. So it was a big adventure for me to start working on board of a cruise and enjoying the eternal Nile all along the Nile, you know? So we, we enjoyed seeing a lot of stuff and a lot of adventure. Uh, then I joined the army for one year. It was an exciting part also because in the arm, I learned a lot about discipline and how to plan stuff and to obey orders. But I enjoyed mostly the desert, the vast desert of Egypt with, with its gems and beautiful stuff, sand dunes and a lot of stuff around, you know. Then uh, when I grad, uh, finished my army and completed my army and I worked as a part-time teacher at the American University in Cairo. Hmm. It was good and great to be closer to the American professors and scholars. I learned a lot from them. 
after that, uh, it was a part-time job, you know, so I, I found a good job as a full-time teacher at governmental secondary school for students. And it was nice. I worked for some years, actually. It was nice at the very beginning, but I, I got tired a bit after. Uh, as the students, as you know, very, the teenagers and adolescents, as you know, very tough. <laughs> so I lost a lot of my hair, as you see. <laughs> so I, I stopped teaching and started to go back to school again. Okay. Because it was one of my hobby to study again. And I did archaeology, Egyptology, and all ancient Egyptian history and modern Egyptian history. I studied uh, for about two years intensively, and I could pass a lot of tests. And uh, actually, I got my certificate and my license to be a guide after hard work. And I started working as a freelance guide since that time up till now. I'm a guide. I love it. It's not just a job. It's life and adventure for me. Very interesting. Yeah. What what uh, courses did you teach at the universities? Were you uh, actually I, I taught some courses for beginners and false beginner Egyptian those who were graduated and working in some jobs but their English is not uh, is not good so I taught them some like that for about one year or two years yeah almost yeah interesting and so uh, once you decided you know school was over. Did you knew? Did you know that you wanted to to be a tour guide full time and and use your your knowledge of Egypt to uh, to make a new career out of that, or was it kind of something that just kind of you kind of fell into? Uh, since I was a kid, I was a little kid. I was dreaming to work in tourism and to deal with tourists, and I love foreigners a lot, and I love dealing with them, learning for them, exchanging ideas, and to know more about their culture and stuff like that. So I, I like being with them, you know, so it was in my mind. So when I found it's time to change, so I changed my career from teaching to be a guide. Anyway, it's not that far yet because I'm still a teacher. Okay. And it helps me to convey my ideas and tailor what I want to tell the guests if they like a lot or little, yeah. So it helps me a lot to manage it, yeah. Very cool, interesting. Um, so, so tell us about uh, an average day for you now as a tour guide. So you you freelance for a couple of different companies, including the Aggressor River Cruises. Yeah, actually, I work for a lot of companies, but mainly for the Aggressor. You know, I like I work for about twelve years now for the Aggressor. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, the aggressive river cruises, you know, we all know have only been around for a handful of years. So you must have been doing land-based tours uh, with our Egypt um, operation over there. So customers, a lot of times, for those of you, you that don't know, will come out and they'll stay uh, on our seven-night trip uh, on the Red Sea, uh, and we'll we'll go do some. Uh, they'll stay some extra time and go visit Cairo and uh, and Luxor too. So. Tell us, tell us a little bit about your favorite things you, you like to see in Cairo when you're leading groups. Uh, actually, as a freelancer, I work all over Egypt, anywhere in Cairo, Luxor, Aswan, wherever, you know. Uh, uh, as for my favorite stuff in Cairo, you know, a lot, of course, Cairo and the plateau of Giza, Giza, 
where the majestic pyramids, of course, the three pyramids. We have a lot of pyramids, but the majestic one and the most impressive one is the three great pyramids in Giza. This is one of the highlights in Giza. And also we have beautiful stuff in Saqqara, the Step Pyramid and Memphis, you know, lots to see. I love a lot also the old Cairo with its beautiful churches and magnificent, uh, the magnificent mosques around. Lots to see of modern and uh, ancient Egyptian altogether, yeah, in Cairo. And if you happen to be traveling with us on the Aggressor River Cruises, uh, those trips run from Luxor down to Aswan. So the Cairo trip is actually an add-on um, uh, that you can do before or after the trip. So tell us a little bit about uh, your work with the, the Aggressor River Cruises and uh, the Nile Queen. Yeah, actually, one of my favorite stuff is to go on, on board of the Nile Queen or the Hapea. Yep. It's beautiful and relaxing, very majestic and very nice to, and, and relaxing, you know, nice to be with your, uh, it's like a family mm. or a small group. So you can manage and help them a lot and help them to enjoy everything and organize everything easily, you know. So, yep. yeah, to go along the line and enjoy with them, we stop everywhere and enjoy the whole night. And, and it actually, it's very scenic and very nice to travel by the Nile Queen from Aswan to Luxor or Luxor to Aswan, because on the way you would enjoy a lot of stuff and scenic stuff like you would see the Egyptians nowadays, they look like the bus, still doing like the bus with a little change all along the Nile. So enjoy lots of stuff on the way. So... Uh, what's your favorite things to see in, in Luxor? Oh, Luxor. Actually, Luxor, it's my hometown and it's containing about 20% of the whole uh, world uh, monuments and treasures. Wow. So it's, it's like an open museum. As you know, Luxor, the Nile divides Luxor into two banks. On the east bank where people used to live and they built their religious temple the most impressive one, Karnak Temple, with its beautiful colonnaded and statue. It's not one single temple, it's a series of temples, a complex of temples, right? It took 2,000 years to be built and one of the biggest religious temples in the world, you know? Wow. So it's beautiful, you know? One of the highlights is Karnak and Karnak is Karnak, yeah? So you enjoy Karnak Temple and then you go to Luxor Temple. We have beautiful museums also Flexor Museum and the Mummification Museum on its side. The West Bank, it was the city of the dead where they built the marvelous tomb and cut them into the mountain, like the Valley of the Kings. In the middle of nowhere, you will enjoy 63 tombs, not all the, at the same time, but three at a time, or if you need some more, but very beautiful tombs. The color uh, has been to the few days ago. So it, it's a very impressive actually to visit the Valley of the Kings. And the most beautiful temple of the Queen Hatshepsut. Mm. Hatshepsut. In summer, we call her hot chicken soup because it's burning sun there. <laughs> so it's a, a lot of, it's very sunny. And you can enjoy also 
a lot of stuff like Haput, sorry, Haput Temple, one of the most impressive, and the nobles tomb, the workmen or the artisans tomb, it's pretty close. So you will need two, three days to enjoy the West Bank with its marvelous stuff, yeah? So yeah. this is some about the, what we could do in Luxor. And Luxor is Luxor, you know? The ancient Egyptian call it Per Amun, the house of Amun-Ra, where the whole thing is there, or the whole temples, or all the temples there were built to worship Amun-Ra. The Greek called, called Luxor Thebes. And when the Muslims came, they call it Luxor because they found a lot of temples and tombs. So they call it Luxor means palaces. Okay. No palaces. Yeah. I didn't realize. Palaces. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. You seem very passionate about Luxor being hometown. It seems like you. Uh... Yeah, it's, it's my hometown and I'm lots to see. It's very exciting. Come and enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So uh, what about Aswan when you when they finish the trip or some, sometimes the trips are starting in Aswan, that's right, so. Yeah, so, yeah. some trips start in Aswan and end in Luxor or some start in Luxor and end in Aswan. When I was a receptionist, it was a long cruise, you know, but nowadays just four days or three days or some people go and come back again with the same boat for seven nights. Okay, so but they... I still prefer the, the Nile Queen. It's five nights, 60 days, five nights. So it's enough. Not short, not that long. Yeah. Right, right. So what are some of the uh, highlights to see in Aswan? Uh, Aswan, actually, it's uh, the southern gate of Egypt, you know. And I love it a lot because it has the best part of the Nile with a lot of very protected islands and birding there. You can take a look and enjoy this part of the Nile. Moreover, I love it also because there you could go to the Nubian villages. The Nubians, the dark-skinned people, like African-American, you know. And there you would enjoy a blend of African and Egyptian culture and custom and tradition. It's marvelous and like imaginary world when you go there. Also, Aswan. Of course, it, it doesn't have a lot like Luxor of monuments, yeah, but they have beautiful temple called Philae Temple. It's an island where a Greek Roman temple called Philae Temple. It's a marvelous one. You can go and enjoy it. Also, it's pretty close to the, the one of the best temple in Egypt, and you can say uh, an iconic temple. It's called Aposembel Temple, where you can go by flight or drive. And uh, this is beautiful temple built by the great Ramses II to his favorite wife, Nefertari, the Nubian la lady that she managed to control him despite he got married to a lot of women, you know. You know how many, like six, 44, like that? And he had more than 112 kids. Wow. Like a district in uh, America. <laughs> so, yeah. He loved her a lot. He built a beautiful temple. It's worth going and enjoying there one day. So it's beautiful too, to visit uh, the Nubian Museum. Lots to enjoy in Aswan actually, but this is the highlight. Also you can go and enjoy the unfinished obelisk that Hatshepsut tried to cut a huger obelisk than ever, but during the process of cutting it cracked, but the obelisk, it should be one single piece because it was so religious. 
and it was for the god of the sun, Ra. So it was left there. So also it's nice to go and have a, a look at it here. Interesting. And, and with all the talk of museums, uh, isn't there a new uh, Egypt, or I'm sorry, a new museum opening, opening in Cairo? It's supposed to be a ginormous. Oh, yeah. Nowadays, it, 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 it's about to be integrated soon, you know? Okay. It's one of, it's a grand museum. Hmm. It's one of the highlights. It will be the gift of Egypt to the world. I think it would be in a great soon, like in April. Okay. Uh, it's a, it would be a great cultural event in the world. What city will that be? Is that going to be in? It's pretty close to the pyramids, you know. By the way. Okay. When nowadays they are developing a lot the plateau of Giza and the pyramids area, so you can enjoy the whole day there. You can go to the Grand Museum. You can visit the uh, three pyramids. You can enjoy all the area. It will take you like one day. And even they are putting beautiful restaurants and cafes. So you can enjoy eating there, shopping if you like some souvenirs around. It would be great. They are going to, to make a, a telefree. Soon it will be completed and they are about to start it soon. So it would be great, yeah. Sounds very impressive. Uh, so speaking of uh, food, um, and I haven't had breakfast yet, so <laughs> you got me thinking. So tell us a little bit about the food that uh, the customers will experience on the the Nile Queen. Uh, actually, the Nile Queen is a beautiful cruise ship and very luxuri luxurious and cozy. Yeah? Even the food there is beautiful food. Uh, it's intercontinental, but of course some nights. Or on some days, you will have like Egyptian food, like koshari, the main dish here. You will have a, a oriental buffet, right? You will have all kinds of meats in an Egyptian way and very nice way. And you will try, of course, as Egyptian wine. It's beautiful during dinners. <laughs> so it's a very nice and very delicious taste ones, yeah? Cool. And explain what kushari is exactly. So kushari, it's a mix. It's an Egyptian dish. It's like rice, mm -hmm. lentil, okay. peas, mm -hmm. and uh, fried onion on it. Huh. Tomato sauce, you know, beautiful, you know. It's very good. When you eat it, it's enough. You don't need anything else. <laughs> well, uh, so one of the uh, my the favorite things I get uh, to see with when I'm getting uh, video footage from uh, from the Nile Queen is the people having a lot of fun in the evenings. I've seen clips where you guys, I guess, are stopping on the riverbank and having. I don't know if you guys are having a fire, but there's dancing and, and yeah, and, I, that's right. Yeah, it's we have we have a good lab for how to fill all the nights on on the Nile Queen, you know. One of the nights we have like a galapia party. Galapia party, it's a fancy Egyptian dress. So we will have all our customers and guests wearing galapia and scarves and fancy dress, you know, showing, right? And we, may, we, we get like a local band from the place we stop. And even the waiters, all of us, we will join and dance and have a great uh, 
evening or have a great uh, soiree. <laughs> that sounds like a very memorable experience for sure. That's uh, it's great, actually, especially on board of the Nile Queen. You know, very relaxing. We stop all along the way. We will go to one of the island. We walk. I'll walk, walk with them. Take them to one of the houses there and see how the farmers live and what kind of food they drink. And we share, you know, and we enjoy there. We sometimes we make fire. If we have a birthday, we celebrate. We make a barbecue outside, kofta, kebab, and a lot of tasty food during all the way. <laughs> because yeah. we are exerting a lot of effort too. Yeah, we are visiting lots of temples, tombs every day. So, and very, some days, very relaxing too. Some of our guests I know are, they are divers, you know. So right. sometimes they jump into the Nile and have a good <laughs> dive in the Nile. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, tell me about that. What's the the water temperature like in the Nile? And are there crocodiles like you hear about the Nile? No, no, no. Actually, since they build high dam, okay. no more crocodiles at this side, you know. So no crocodiles. Good. We have just fish and very nice. Yeah, they love it. You know, it's a kind of experience. Sometimes they go on top of the deck and jump all of my 12 or 14 guests, 20 sometimes. Yeah. So it's very beautiful, yeah. That's and so very relaxing, you know. Lots lots of fun, you know. Yeah. I can't tell them in some words, but lots of fun, you know. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like with the Nile Queen, I, and I, that's a trip I have not had the chance to do yet, but one of my one or two of my coworkers have. And yeah. You're most welcome in the time, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it now. You've got me excited about it for sure. Oh, yeah. You should come, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I want to. I want to. Uh, the it sounds like the uh, the food and the 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 nighttime soirees, as you say, really, uh, and the, even the swimming, it, it 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 brings another you know sense of adventure and and fun yeah. trips than just the amazing uh, you know uh, history experience that you're going to get while you're on this trip. It's uh, it sounds like it's really rolled up to a to a good time yeah it's great actually a lot of adventures you know i i, I can remember now yeah while talking to you <laughs> that's a, yeah one of the sites we will take like a tuk-tuk two tuk-tuk or three tuk-tuks and go okay. sometimes we take donkeys if the people like to to ride the donkey to go it's pretty close but it's a nice experience to ride the donkey or sometimes a camel <laughs> Yeah. So it's very exciting. This is on the way. Yeah. So on the way, you can try a lot. Even some people like to try sugar cane, you know, <laughs> yeah. lots of sugar cane around and the surrounding is fabulous, you know. So it's very exciting. Okay, very cool. Well, say someone comes to Egypt and um, what's the what's the one I'm, 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 I think I know which, that your answer is going to be, but what's the one or two things that you cannot miss when you're coming there to look at, look for Egyptology stuff, what, you know, history wise, ancient Egypt, what's the, what's the number one, two and three things that you say or must see while oh, you're yeah. That's a big question. <laughs> the ancient Egyptian history, it's unique and unrepeated. So every place you go, it's something new, unique. But of course, there are some highlights, you know. When you come to Egypt, don't miss to visit, for example, Karnak Temple and the Valley of the Kings. In the middle of nowhere, with nowhere, you will enjoy seeing the beautiful tombs, 
the color of light painted a few days ago. All around Luxor, you would, you would see a lot of ongoing excavation. It's like endless, you know? The Egyptologists uh, and archaeologists believe that what we discover, it's like a little fraction, about 30% of ancient Egyptian archaeology and Egyptology, archaeology or monuments around. So still digging everywhere. And every now and then we find something new. As you know, a few months ago in Luxor, pretty close to the Valley of the Kings and the King Tutum, the uh, golden king and pharaoh, as you know, they found an industrial, ancient industrial zone with a lot of painted coffin and stuff that day, the workmen were preparing to put it in the tomb with the kings. Really? Oh, yeah. In, in Saqqara, too, they found like a hundred painted coffins, right? And more than 40 statues, pretty close to the pyramids in Giza, right? A few days ago, right, in Alex, Alexandria, on the Mediterranean, they found some mummies in one of the Greco-Roman tombs, right? By an Egyptian and Dominican team with golden amulets in their mouths. So very few days. This morning, as soon as I got up, I heard they found some treasures in Elmeni. So every day we have something to do. Wow. If you move, so anyhow, with the luxury, you'll find something underneath. That that makes me think you could go to Egypt once every year or two years, and you'll be seeing something new. That's yeah, if, if it, yeah, that's right. Even for us, you know. Yeah. If I didn't work for a month and I go, I found something new. Yeah. <laughs> so I need a guide too, <laughs> because every now and then something new. Yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure that that's uh, really exciting for you as well, because you're. It's it's new to you as well, so you get to you get to show that to other people that are learning about it. That's very cool. Right? Yeah, great. Yeah. Well, um, what would you say? To, uh, you know, I did want to ask uh, if if because we've been talking about the monuments. Uh, is there one particular artifact that's found there in, in any of the museums that you really get excited to show your your guests to? Yeah. That's a big question. And in Cairo, when you see the treasure in the Egyptian museum, you, when you see Tutankhamun treasures, all masterpieces and right. unique, like the mask, yeah? yeah? If you go to Luxor Museum, the best well-selected pieces you could see in Luxor Museum. That's why I'm telling you, everywhere you have something unique, you know? You would see beautiful stuff in Luxor uh, Museum. One of the most impressive is Tutmosis' third statue. It's unbelievable, you know, how they cut the stone at the time with simple tools and polish this beautiful polish. It's amazing, you know? So this, these two uh, stuff, I always in my mind, you know, about the best artifacts, yeah. Right. You know, it's it's a really beautiful uh, painting there behind you. Is, is, does it have a story there down the wall? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, 
uh, a lot of stories, you know, in Egypt, uh, guys, we don't stop telling stories <laughs> so a lot. But this is one of the most exciting. That's why I choose the place, you know, of the scenes. As you know, the ancient Egyptian believed in the resur resurrection and eternity. Okay. So as they believe in eternity, they paid a lot of attention to their bodies. Mm. What did they do to the body? They mummified to be in a sound condition for after life and for the final judgment. Yeah. Okay. And this is the scene of the final judgment. Where they would take the, the when they mummify, they took all the organs and put them in four canopic jars, like that, yeah? Okay. Four canopic jars. And the only organ that they put it aside, the heart, hmm. because it would be in the final judgment. Because they would put the heart of the dead person, Anubis, we call him the doctor nowadays, but the god of mummification. <laughs> he would take the dead person for the final judgment. They would put his heart, God Tahut was writing his deeds, are recording the final judgments. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And Horus was taking him to Osiris to, and his mother and his wife Isis and her sister Nephthys, yeah, behind. Also, here you can some hieroglyphs. Can you read it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's good to have a guide to read for you and help you. Not uh, in order not to need or to uh, to, to look for Champillon or Rosetta Stone. <laughs> so you need a guide, <laughs> right? right? So this is about the final uh, judgment. One of the beautiful scenes you you can see that in some of the tombs or most of the tomb in the Valley of the Kings when you get there. Now, is this this person that's depicted in the painting? Is he someone uh, special? Or is this just showing like a generic of what it's like? You mean the deceased one? Uh, yeah. Yeah, one of anybody, yeah. One of the pharaohs, one of the people who died, nobles, whatever. It would be, but mainly uh, who had eternal life and eternity, the uh, the, the pharaoh, yeah? Because okay. the pharaoh was like a semi-god too. And Anubis was taking him for the final judgment, and then he would be rewarded or be thrown to the, uh, to the monastery, yeah? Interesting. That's fascinating. I'm glad we asked about that. That's very cool. Uh, that's great. <laughs> I'm glad you were sitting in front of that. Um, well, okay. Well, um, I guess we're about to wrap it up, but uh, I, I want to give you one last chance. Just just tell people what, you know, give them one last pitch of about coming to Egypt and, and you know, what, what all they will experience while they're here. Actually, actually the ancient Egyptian history is, the, the, the most uh, ever exists, existing uh, culture ever in, on earth, along the river Nile. It's a lot to see, yeah. You, you can't say just uh, like that, you know. You should come and enjoy and experience it. Not just experience the, the ancient Egyptian stuff only, but we have also a lot of beautiful modern stuff, you know, the, uh, and a lot of achievement every now and then. Also, you would enjoy people. The people are friendly, hospitable. They, are, they like tourists a lot and helpful. So come and enjoy it. Coming to Egypt, it's not just a visit. It's a lifetime adventure and experience. So come and enjoy it. Lots to see and lots to experience you will get. Yeah. That's great.
Well, Emil, I really appreciate you being on today. You, I, you've opened my eyes to want to come out to Egypt even more than it was before we started the call 30 minutes ago. So, so you are most welcome. Please come and all people should come and enjoy this uh, magnificent and dazzling legacy and culture. Uh, and thank you for having me on your beautiful inspired uh, adventure. Uh, thank you again. Yeah, well, thank you, Emil. And thank you all for watching today or listening on our, uh, our podcast. Uh, we appreciate you guys being on and being with us. And we will catch you next time for another episode of Inspired by Adventure. Take care, Emil. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning into the Inspired by Adventure podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you haven't already, please subscribe through iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next time.